Previously on Dungeons and Doctorates. Calling himself Mr. Red. And it turned out it belonged to him. And we got talking. And, um, he offered me some answers. And Raffi, who is regained consciousness slightly. Uh, maybe it would just be better if you got here and you couldn't bring me back. And Raffi died. Unfortunately, Rafi has made a lot of enemies in the city, and he felt it would be better if, metaphorically speaking, he did die. And now, we continue. So we leave Harold and Raffi in the Ferromasters University Public Library as Raffi pulls his receipts together and works out who he who he owes thousands of gold to. Mm. Uh, that have you know led to this situation. And we move across camp. We move across the city, returning to the university campus to Meredith. How you doing, Meredith? What's going on? Um, Meredith has something to plant. Um, she's been told by Mr. Ray to um, plant the acorn. Um, I have uh, as soon as possible. So I'm going to go do that. And Where? I think I'm going to go and plant it in the grounds of um, Griffin Hall. Okay. So kind of out the back. Um, I always kind of picture that she's on the ground floor with a window, like with a really nice window that looks out onto like – a grassy sort of area uh, with some Hall, gardens and things. Uh, doesn't have student accommodate like student rooms on the ground floor. They're okay. all on the floor up. It's a security thing. Well, either way, she's going to plant it outside a window. Mm-hmm. Planter, plant, plant, plant. in a no, not in a planter, not box. planter box, but um, no, 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 in the ground. Okay. Uh, outside a window. Yep. So you you plant the acorn uh, into a nice patch of soil at the back of Griffin Hall. Mm-hmm. Far enough away from the foundations for the roots not to be an issue, um, but also far enough away that it's not going to get like, it's not going to grow into the building, you know, like it's got some space. Because mm-hmm. it's an oak tree, or it will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as you plant this this acorn and you f- finish covering it over, uh there is a, a pulse of energy within you that you feel travel mm-hmm. down through your body to your feet and into the ground and slowly snaking its way up out of the ground is a little sapling plant. It grows mm-hmm. about a foot tall in a matter of moments and a single branch winds off 
and produces another acorn for you. Oh. Um, I'm going to take it and I'm just going to like look at the at the branch and go, oh, thank you. And I'll like give it a pat and then walk away. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now that you have a new acorn, where are you going? What are you doing? I have to find Potentia. Because um, I'm a bit worried about her. Okay. I think in the moment at the cafe, it wasn't the right time to go after her. Um, or at least Meredith felt like it wasn't the right time to go after her. Um, I think Meredith would have probably wanted some space, so that's what she gave to Potentia. Um, but I think it's been long enough now that she needs to go and check in and see how she's doing. So um, I'm going to go to Potentia's office and like just start kind of like spiraling around all of the her known haunts. <laughs> yeah. Her house okay. office, that's kind of it. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Probably swing past the coffee, the witch's brew coffee on the way through. So I should probably ask Potentia, where are you now? Uh, You've had some time with Bonin. Yeah. She has left Bonin's office. Uh, she knows Bonin is busy dragonborn and doesn't want to get away uh, and be an Um, So... Her first instinct was to go back to her office, but on her way there, she realised that's exactly where Harold and Meredith look for her. Um, and she doesn't know that she can get ready for them. And wants to be by herself. Um, so she goes to uh, that secret room that Haldora showed her um, a couple of, way, like, a couple of weeks ago. Really hasn't been in there since, um, since then, but um, and sort of has taken like a book with her, um, and it's like reading, but sort of that way that the words are moving in front of your eyes, but you're not actually taking information at all um, because your brain is elsewhere and on other things. Um, like she doesn't know how to feel about the fact that both the good thing and the bad thing are. Uh, Raph mm-hmm. is alive, which is great. Going roller coaster, horrible emotion the last weeks, without it all. Um, and a person she thought she could trust has kept from her and known about it the whole time, and has either hasn't noticed it in a horrible state or hasn't cared enough to do anything about it uh, in that period of time. So sitting in that room by herself nominally reading but functionally okay so Meredith you make your way across campus getting to the the office that that the office that Potentia is is in and she's not there mm-hmm. who else is so, uh, one of her office mates, Haldora, is there, uh, who you know mm-hmm. as someone who lives at Griffin Hall as well, and you've seen around a little right. bit. Do I know her well enough to have given her a nickname? Hmm. Is she going to respond well to a nickname? Well, you did sort of blow a hole in her floor. Okay, yeah, all right. No, no nicknames. Gotcha. 
<laughs> causing her to relocate rooms. Mm. Um, which she was not best pleased about that. I from think memory, was the second time you had met her. Yeah. First yeah. being, uh, you all went out dinner together. And mm-hmm. she probably bonded a little bit over dinner, but I don't think she bonded with you particularly much. Mm-hmm. She's not the, the most outgoing person, and I think possibly Meredith uh, is not her people. Yeah. Um, is there anyone else in the office, or is it just Haldora? Uh, just Haldora. Okay. Well, I'm going to knock on the door. Um, hello? Is anyone here? Uh, how Dora looks over. Um, yes. Meredith, oh, can I help you? Yeah. Hi, Haldora. How are you going? Good. Busy. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we always? Um, hey, you haven't seen Potentia this morning, have you? I haven't seen her this morning, but I have seen her this afternoon. Okay. Um, do you know where she went? Um, she kind of had a bit of a bomb dropped on her this morning, and I just want to make sure she's okay, you know? Mm. Well, I suppose that depends. What is it you plan to do? I just want to check and make sure she's okay, you know? Just check in. Do you know where she is? How about you wait here and I go and see if I can find her? Okay. Okay. That's that's a good compromise. That's fine. Um, just tell her I'm worried about her, yeah? I can say something to the effect. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, she stands up and goes to walk past you. Just, uh, just wait in here somewhere and... Okay. I, I would avoid uh, she points at like Potentia's desk and her desk and then you know like three of the other de- like basically every desk in the, in the office just <laughs> so I'll I'll just stay in in this general area is there a chair I can sit down on or yeah there's a chair you can sit you could borrow that one just um everything okay. in here is sort of varying dangerous, levels yeah. of okay, not great. dangerous just people have certain organizational Styles. No, that's all right. I wouldn't touch any, anything on anybody's desk anyway. Okay. I'll be back in a bit. And she she walks okay. out the door and, and down the hall. I need to that actually going to go through desk. Oh, no, I mean that. And I give a <laughs> massive eye roll and, like, blow a raspberry at the door when she's gone. I just needed to know whether it was a case of, like, no, she's going to go peek at Ren's desk. Not my desk. I don't care about my desk. My desk basically clear, but, like, Ren's got a bunch of cool stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely, but, like, Meredith is a polite halfling. Like, she's not going to go rummaging through desks unless she's got a good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in that, that secret little room, and there's a knock at the, the doorway. Her eyes immediately go from She's not really ready to the door. Doesn't say anything. She's waiting to see if that's someone who has knocked on that door intentionally or knocked on that door. They've knocked on the door, rather. 
Well, like it's a it's a a wall panel. It doesn't look like a, yeah. a door from the outside. That's what I like. That's what I mean. Is like if someone's just knocking on the wall, mm-hmm. they're making a point or something, or whether it's someone trying to come. Uh, a few moments later, the door secret, like the secret door, opens, and you see Haldora peek inside. Do you mind if I come in? Room. Well, it's not. Uh, she opens the door and closes behind her. I was quite clear when I... Uh, it's not my room. It was never my room to start with. You know what it I, is? Yes, I know what room you. Well. That's not the point. Your friend is looking for you, Potentia. The the halfling, Meredith. She seemed concerned. It, uh, takes that information and sort of looks back down at the book that uh, someone contemplating what is that that information that they someone. Mm-hmm. She, Haldora looks at you. Shall I tell her that I couldn't find you? I'll, I'll come back. I'll let her sit at my desk. And she sort of starts to like start gathering yourself. I was going to say gathering yourself for war, that like pulling yourself together for strength to go and do something that maybe isn't going to be most comfortable in the world, but not that you're not going. Mm-hmm. Um, she she gives you like a, another look, and then turns to one of the the drawers that are just packed, you know, wall to like floor to ceiling, wall to wall. Uh, and then, without looking at, like, in multiple, she knows exactly where she's going. She pulls open a drawer, pulls out a small, um, wrapped rectangle, uh, about the size of a book. And she walks towards you and goes to give it to you. Uh, Kedja's eyes go straight to the set of drawers and then straight back to Haldora and just goes, Yes, it's not your room at all. There's nowhere. Everything. I just happen to have gone through most of the drawers, and uh, the previous occupant, or perhaps the one before the previous occupant, has stashed so many things. Uh, and this, she flicks her wrist with the thing she's holding, is some quite. Uh, bitter, I would say, dark chocolate. And I don't know what you're going through, and it's your right to keep that to yourself, but I find this helps. Uh, Kedja's just gonna nod, and like, I guess, is, is it wrapped in, like, fabric or equivalent? Uh, it will, it'd be wrapped in, like, uh, fantasy alfoil. Like, it's, it's... It's like beeswax wraps, right? Yeah, like there we go. Wraps. There's the yeah. there's the, the socially responsible 
equivalent. Um, okay. Uh, she's just sort of gonna like unwrap it and look at it and like wrap it back up. Hey. Yeah. There's there's more in that drawer of different different flavors, but I I think you're a dark chocolate kind of person. <laughs> Are you calling me bitter? I've seen how much coffee you drink. <laughs> uh, she's just sort of going to like that sort of that giggle to yourself, but that's not audible. Um, fair enough. I mean, look, the chemical in chocolate releases dopamine. It's always going to make you good, right? I think that's what it's for. Uh, I'll tell her that I left you a message somewhere that you would be by and you'll come by soon. I won't be long. I just need, to... I just need a moment. Of course. Uh, she'll push that drawer closed and uh, walk out of the room. But as she um, goes to close the door, she looks at you again and says, You can always talk to me. I know. And maybe I will. Not. I understand. And she closes the door. Uh is gonna unwrap the chocolate and snap off like a very precise one square. Mm-hmm. Wrap the rest of it back up. Tuck it into pocket, essentially. Not, but like for temporary until she's sort of got a bigger bag to put it in. Mm-hmm. And just like eat the piece of chocolate before she leaves the room to go back to her office. So giving buying herself that couple of minutes of pulling herself together and allowing all of the, the dopamine to blood her neuroreceptors. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Haldora returns to her office space, uh, where you are, Meredith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found her. She'll be along in a few minutes. She said you consider her. Okay. Is she... Did she seem okay? And she looks at you in a way that you see there's, like, gears turning, you know, the thoughts going. And there's 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 a, there's a long pause. No. Okay. Thank you. And then she goes to her desk and sits down. About three to five minutes later, potential will come back to the office. And quietly slip in in that way that, like, someone who doesn't want to interrupt... The if anyone is working in the office, kind of like sidling in as not to be disruptive. Mm-hmm. She's not sure if Ren's in the middle of a a Ren day. Knowing what what would that mean? Um, and she's just going to sort of nod to Haldora if Haldora looks up and acknowledges her entrance. Uh, she she acknowledges your entrance and gives you a nod as you walk into the room. You were looking for me. 
Yeah, um... I was wondering if you wanted to go for a quick walk? Is that okay? Sure. Um, and she'll just, like, duck over to her desk and tuck the chocolate into, like, the top drawer of her desk. Um... Dark chocolate. You don't. Well, you, I would say it's wrapped up, so you don't necessarily know okay, what it cool. is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, you can. Right, then she wouldn't ask. Oh, oh she wouldn't ask, ask it. Like, I think. Um, tuck it into her drawer. Where did you want to? Oh. Um. Anywhere, really. Do you have a favorite place nearby? How Dora stands up. I'm actually about to leave. You could stay here if you wanted to. Oh yeah, we could do that. I just, I, I need to talk to you and just, you know, um, have a chat. Haldora uh, walks out of, like, walks past you holding a book and a quill, and she gives you, a, like, a, a, a knowing look, Potentia, as she walks out. Uh, Potentia's just gonna, like, eyeball her as she walks out, but in that, like, you're doing this on purpose. You're leaving on purpose. Meredith knows and she's just going to, like, roll with it because, yeah, yeah, it's good. Meredith's benefiting from the fact that Haldora's like, bye. But also, like, this is your home turf. Yeah. No, I know. I know why she's done it. Like, I fully know why she's done it. Don't Mm. don't get me wrong. Uh, And she, she walks out of the room and you hear her walking down the hall. Hey everyone, Ross here. As always, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Dungeons and Doctorates podcast. I hope you enjoyed the little sojourn we had into spooky territory for Halloween. I thought that was a lot of fun and I can't wait for another spooky season next year. Of course, this week we get back into the crux of the main arc as we continue to think about the ramifications of the last few weeks of events for the crew. Just remember that you can support our podcast in a number of ways, one of which is by heading over to merch.dndoctorates.com and grabbing yourself some cool merch. We still have the chaotic nerdy, uh, lawful nerdy, and uh, that kind of line of merch, which is a lot of fun, amongst other things as well. And if you have something that you would like to see in our store, just let us know. You can head over to dndoctress.com and just fill out our contact form and let us know from there. And of course, we are still running our uh, little affiliate scheme from the awesome people at Nord Games who have their brand new book on Kickstarter, uh, you know, The Ultimate Guide to Foraging, Harvesting and Natural Discovery. I'm really looking forward to the release of that one, really expanding the sort of crafting mechanics that they've laid out in previous books. If you would like to help us and help yourself by grabbing that book uh, on Kickstarter, you can do so via our affiliate link, and that's at support.dndoctorates.com. That will take you to the page with the affiliate link. If you would like to send us a mid-show message or a question for the common room, you can also head over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com and send us a message there. But now let's get back to the show. She's going to swing her eyes back to this little halfling sitting in front of her. How are you? About as good as you'd expect. Yeah. Yeah. Do you need to talk? I don't know how to feel. What I don't understand is why Harold would keep this from me. And she says that with, like, that clenched jaw. 
of holding back, but you're not necessarily sure which emotion is being held back. So Meredith um, nods and um, then takes a deep breath and then just says, look, I'm not trying to justify his keeping it from you because I don't agree with that decision at all. But I think he was keeping a promise to a friend. And I think that put him in a really hard position. And I'm, I'm not justifying that and I totally understand that that hurts. It hurt me as well. Like when he told me the other night and then I had to keep it. It's... It's so complicated and I don't think there's a right answer. I don't blame you, Meredith. I know. If chose to tell me in a public place, and he chose to tell me without any thought for how how that might make someone. And he chose to prioritise Raphio. I don't think that's true. But I understand how that makes you feel and like it made me feel that way as well, but I don't know. Maybe I just want to <sighs> He's my friend, you know? I don't He has me You're my friend. Life. You're But you're my friend too. And I love you. And I don't love that you're sad. I don't know what label to put on the emotion right now, Meredith. But what I do know is that you came here for a reason. Okay. Is there something you want? I want to help. If I can. Meredith looks really confused. (laughs) She's like, "What? what are you talking about? In Potentia's mind, people don't come to her office unless they want something, like a supervisor or, like, to yeah. go for a coffee or, like, people want something when they come to see her. They don't just come to see her. So, like, an example from her perspective is you came to her because you needed to talk to someone about mm. Mr. Red. You didn't, like, so, so for her, it's, it's transa- like, visits are a transaction. Mm-hmm. Right now, I need to understand. Okay. Why made the choice that he made, and I don't. And he didn't come off Meredith. Did. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Thank you. But I don't think he realizes how much hurt that's caused. Nor do I necessarily think he cares. And she says that like last bit with a very sense of finality of like, I don't think he I want to fix this. And I know it's not my job. I know a thousand percent that it's not up to me. It's your doctor side. 
<laughs> Probably. But like, we work really well as a group. And I love hanging out with you guys. And I don't want to be in the middle of something. So, look, I'm going to leave it for now. And I'll be here for whatever you need. But I'm also going to do the same for Harold. And I hope you can understand that. I don't blame you. What I, Thank you. What I'm going to do, if you'd like to join me, I'm going to take the rest. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I'm going to go to that library. That sewer library. Mm. Because there's only one other person who can. I think I'd like to see Ruffy too. For now. Mm-hmm. I did not sleep particularly well. I am going to go home. Okay. And tell Harold I will be there. I'm sure he is your next stop. I I will meet you near the entrance to the suit I think that's a very good plan and I'll see you there I'm just going to nod and even I assume that Meredith took up the offer of sitting at her desk when Haldora gave it mm-hmm. she's going to stand there incredibly awkwardly Oh, no, Meredith's going to get up a thousand percent. She cool. knows. Um, and she'll just, like, pat her on the elbow like she does and say, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. And then she'll, like, leave. As Meredith sneaks out the door, which I assume is what she's about to do, Potentia's mm-hmm. just going to, not looking at the door, just... Thank you. And just, like, she's going to turn back to her desk. Meredith, I think, is probably going to grin and, like, skip a tiny little bit out the door because that is a win! (laughs) I do not get potential! Anyway, continue. (laughs) It's fun because I want to do a common room where Joe just interviews me about potential to try and understand. Oh, my God. I do not get her at all. (laughs) So dramatic. Anyway. Just because Kate's good at creating drama and tension. (laughs) Oh, bloody hell. All right. I love it, but like. (laughs) So, Meredith. Mm -hmm. Where do you go after you leave Potential's office? Mm. Okay. I have two options, which I think of have equal weight in my brain for her either she would go and see Harold or she would go talk to Rafi I kind of feel like I think there's a part of her that is a little bit upset about the whole thing too because it is a big deal right um and it is really emotional and really like roller coastery. 
And I think Meredith wants to understand everybody's perspective because she's that type of person. So where where do you go, Meredith? Oh, I genuinely don't know. And if you went looking for Harold, where would you go? Mm. Oh, I'd go to his house first. Thousand percent. Um, or do I want to go and... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I could honestly just like flip a coin. I'm trying to figure it out. You can flip a coin. Or, or Meredith can just get overwhelmed and go home. Sometimes. I think that's what's going to happen. Sometimes <laughs> days are just bad. And yeah, then they're worth absolutely. just saying, this is not a good day. I'm going to go exactly. home. Exactly. I'm going to go home, reset, and then go and see Rafi tomorrow with Potentia can, after coffee. Can I ask a question? Are yes. you inviting Harold along to the no. to library tomorrow? No. No. Not without your permission. I like to think uh, Meredith has some emotional intelligence and um, and she would not do that, I don't think, given how angry you are. And how much she knows about her as well. I also don't know if I'm angry. So. Oh, I think, think she angry. she thinks, yes, she thinks you're angry. Not unreasonably, let's be honest. Uh-huh. Um, she's just like going to stand there in the courtyard for a little bit and like, you know, you can kind of see her brain ticking and then she just goes, <laughs> I'm just going to go home and then goes back to um, to Griffin Hall. Okay. Yeah. Potential. You are in your office. Do you do anything else the rest of the day? I go home. I do exactly what I said to Meredith. Um, she's going home. She's going to like rest and and just try and process what she's been told because it's a lot um, for her brain to go through the fact that someone she thought was dead is alive and someone has known about it for that long um, and not said anything despite the fact that she's been depressed. So she's battling with this um, mental health, depression side of everything along with her um, this new piece of information that kind of changes that but also you know, doesn't know that she necessarily believes it entirely for herself yet. Okay. Well, I think we'll we'll jump to the next morning. Uh, Potentials, you've gotten your coffee, mm-hmm. um, navigated your way through the sewers and catacomb to get to the entrance. She said, the- well, she, she said she'd, I, I imagine she'd meet her like roadside, not okay. underground immediately. All right. So, uh, waiting by a sewer entrance. Leaning on a lamppost on the side yeah. of the street near enough to the, yeah, not like standing at the sewer entrance. Yeah. A person hole cover. Yeah. yeah. Meredith, how are you doing this morning? Um, I think she's had a good sleep. Um, and is pretty ready to, you know, deal with some things. She's like, you know what? We're going to get this sorted. We're going to get some answers. Let's go. I'm here to support my friend, but I also would like to understand what the hell is going on. 
please and thank you. Now, I don't think you've been back to the public library since the first time you were there. No. And uh, when you last left, there was some terror involved with a monster chase. Yep. Um, that might be vaguely um, triggering. Light for, I don't to know. medium terror. Uh, how are you feeling as you descend into the, the sewer? Like crap. <laughs> Just for, for pure clarity. Uh, yeah, not great. Not great at all. Um, is Meredith keeping an eye? Like, is she, can she, um, see? Can she see? Potential struggling? Uh, the question is, can she see? Also that, I cannot. So, no, because you can't. Yeah, potentially uh, has dark vision and can yeah. see in the dark. Yep. That's why she met her, her street side, not underground. So that she can, uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I remember that being a whole thing that, like, oh, yeah. I could see and no one else could. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so you probably can't see it. Um, mm-hmm. You probably know that the last time we were here it was a bit crap. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not an unreasonable assumption to make that you're not doing great. I think that's a fair fair assumption to make. Yeah. Um, but she's she's walking in that, like, walking with intent. Yeah. Are you leading me somehow? um, You're probably being swept along with it. Um, I don't, she's not rushing, but she's certainly not like, Mm -hmm. you were walking next to her, you'd be able to keep pace, but Mm. she's not like got you by the shoulder going like, and this Mm. way. And so Meredith is not, is not lighting anything so that she can see Uh Mm -mm. like with a torch or a lantern or a. No, I've been here before. I don't need to see it. It's fine. That's actually. Fair. Yeah. Probably the less you see of the sewer, the better. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Um, but there will be a few. There will be a few moments that as you're walking, I can you cast step light, in something that fine. squelches and goes. Mm, I don't want to know what that was. I'll just keep walking. <laughs> uh, until you get to the catacombs part, which is not a sewer. Different. Um. Can I get a, from one of you, actually, no, that's it. That's each of you give me a survival roll and we'll take the highest as you navigate your way through the sewers and catacombs to the. 22. 15. Okay. Um, through incredible sense of direction, Meredith remembers the way through the sewers and the catacombs to the Ferromasters universe, no, to the Ferromasters city public library mm-hmm. and the catacombs beneath the city. There is the, the large wooden double door. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is closed as it was last time you were here. So what did we do last time? I can't remember. Can't remember. Uh, I believe did we well, knock? I think last time you knocked or you used Mage Hand or something to knock. Well, I'm going to do the same thing again because presumably Meredith has a much better um, memory than I do. Okay. <laughs> uh, so. Given her survival role, come on. So for her, it's only been like 
four weeks or something. No. Whereas for Correct. us, it's been literal months at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so you knock on the door and one of those eye slit things open uh, and someone looks you over. Oh, well, you too. All right. Door opens and it's uh, the bookman, the incredibly muscular, um, domino mask wearing uh, library superhero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back, ladies. Are you looking for something special today? Um, not so much looking for something. Um, looking for someone. Uh. Oh, yeah, your friend. He's over yeah. there. Oh, and, amazing. Um, points across the room to a stool and desk where Harold is asleep sprawled out on a desk uh, with a, a well-burned-down candle. Um, he's asleep next to uh, another man who... a very similar build to someone you you know, but he's also wearing a domino mask, and his mm-hmm. hair is totally black slick, like he dipped his head in a, a jar of ink. Except for the roots, which are growing through brown, mm-hmm. uh, and he and he is like writing something on parchment. At the sight of Harold, Meredith would one hundred percent feel potentially different. Uh, yeah, the like. I think she Meredith was not is just, for him to be here. Meredith is just going to kind of like look up at Potentia and give her a look and try to communicate. Like, I'm going to follow your lead here. <laughs> 